This podcast is presented to you by Passion Church and their campus in Montgomery, Alabama. For more information, visit www.mypassion.church. time, Vicky. Don't rush into this. Just let him let him breathe. Thank you, Father. Love 
just called my name And I've been born again Into your family Your blood flows through my veins
of God. I am a child of God. Here we go. Not yet. Two, one, two. I'm no longer a slave to fear. I am a child of God. I'm no longer a slave to fear. I am. Repeat that chorus. Repeat the whole thing. I'm no longer a slave to fear. I am a child of God. I'm no longer a slave to fear. Oh, no. I am a child of God. Tag it. I am a child of God. Tag it. I am a child of God. Last one. I am a child of God. Thank you, Jesus. to seek your face, Father. We long for more of you, God. We long to seek your face. We just worship you, God. We just love on you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. We found shelter in you, Father. We love you, Lord. The more I seek you, the more I find you, the more I find you, the more I love you. I want to sit at your feet, drink from the cup in your hands lay back against you and breathe feel your heartbeat this love is so deep it's more than i can stand i long to melt in your peace it's overwhelming Ooh. overwhelming god yeah The more I seek you, the more I find you. The more I find you, 
more I love you And I want to sit at your feet Drink from the cup in your hand Lay back against you and breathe Feel your heartbeat This love is so deep It's more than I can stand I want to melt in your peace It's overwhelming I want to sit at your feet Drink from the cup in your hand Lay back against you and breathe Feel your heartbeat This love is so deep It's more than I can stand I want to melt in your peace It's overwhelming Oh, your love is overwhelming me And oh, my Lord Your love is overwhelming me your feet drink from the cup in your hand lay back against you and breathe feel your heartbeat this love is so deep it's more than i can stand i long to melt in your peace it's overwhelming i want to sit at your feet drink from the cup in your hand lay back against you and breathe feel your heart beat this love is so deep it's more than i can stand i want to melt in your peace it's overwhelming i want to sit at your feet drink from the cup in your hand lay back against you and breathe feel your heart beat this love is so deep it's more than i can stand i want to melt in your peace it's overwhelming it's overwhelming It's overwhelming Oh, your love is overwhelming me Keep going, repeat it Repeat It's overwhelming It's overwhelming It's overwhelming Break it down. God. Oh. Chorus by yourself, Maya. I want to sit at your feet, drink from the cup in your hand, lay back against you and breathe, feel your heartbeat. This love is so deep. It's more than I can stand. I want to melt in your peace. 
is overwhelming. Hey. It's overwhelming. It's overwhelming. It's overwhelming. Yeah, that's good. That's good. It's overwhelming. It's overwhelming. Keep saying, but pull your mic back, Mike. My, keep saying, but pull it back. It's overwhelming. Yeah. It's overwhelming. Y'all sing with it, y'all. Sing with it, but don't sing in the mic. Just pull it back. That's good, that's good, that's good. awesome love such an awesome love we drink Father. you satisfy us you satisfy us God we look to you we drink Father. we drink thank you for your peace thank you for your strength your joy overwhelming joy Father, that strengthens your people Father your goodness Father your mercy enduring forever and we thank you for it Father we just delight in what you're doing Father we delight in who you are yes you are <laughs> You are the healer of the broken heart, Father. You mend, Father, and you make new, Father. You restore a broken places of the breaches of life, Father. You restore as no one can, O oh God. You go into the inner recesses, O oh God, of our heart, of our soul, and you begin a work, Father, that no man can understand, Father. Only you. And we thank you that you are doing that, Father, because you are faithful. 
You are faithful to your word. You are faithful to your promises. You are faithful to your covenant, O oh God. You're not a man that you should lie. You should change your mind, Father. But you are true. You are sure, O oh God. And we put our trust in what you have said and on what you are doing, O oh God. You're doing a good work. You're doing a great work, Father. In your people, O oh God. In your church, O oh God. And we thank you, Father, that the good work that you've begun, you're going to complete it. You're going to mature it to its place, oh God. Well, those that don't know you can partake of the fruit, Father, that comes from it, Father. And they can taste and see that you are good. And they can put their trust in you, Father, and be changed, be born again, be renewed, oh God into a new life come into an inheritance oh God that is undefiled that fadeth not away that you have reserved for us Father Father thank you that you go before us and you're our rear guard Father we thank you Father for touching those Father that are hurting right now Yes. not just in this room but Father those that are even not here Father Yes. Those that have been touched yes. by tragedy, those that have yes. been touched, Father, by the works of the enemy, Father. Yes, Lord. And, Father, their minds are questioning, where are you? Where were you? Father, by you, by your spirit, Holy Spirit, only as you can, comfort. Thank you, Lord. Thank comfort. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Whether they ever receive understanding or not, yes. comfort their hearts to bring them to Thank a place you. of trust. Thank you, Lord. Knowing that you Thank know you. what you're doing. And, Father, that one day all Lord, things are going to be made new. Yes. And that even now you're making all things new. Father, thank you, thank you Lord. that you're doing a work thank in the earth, Father. Yes. To bring a harvest Thank you, Lord. into your Thank house you. yes. and bring glory to your name. Yes. Yes. No matter what we face or no matter where we walk or go through, mm. you are there and you are sure to your promises. Yes. And Father, I thank, thank you, Lord God, that you strengthen their hearts. Yes. Father, we pray for this nation. Yes. We pray for this yes. nation, so Father, to awaken to light, Father. To arise to righteousness, O oh God. To arise to a God who does not turn his back on a people who are hungry and thirsty for him, Father. And we thank you, Lord God, for bringing forth, O oh God, a revival through this land from us, your people. Let it pour out from us, O oh God. Let us not look for it, but let us open our heart that it may pour forth. Father, Thank into the nation, O oh God, into the dark places, O oh God, bringing a light, O oh God, bringing truth, yes. Father, bringing mercy, bringing love, bringing forgiveness, O oh God. Father, bringing, Father, the anointing that destroys yokes and removes burden, O oh God. Father, let us be the doers of your word, not just hearers only, O oh God. Let us see ourselves as you see us, O oh God, as more than conquerors, O oh God as the righteousness of you in Christ Jesus, O oh God, as those, O oh God, who are bold, O oh God, in their faith, O 
God, that nothing is impossible for, Father. We trust you in it, oh God. We call forth everything that we need for your purpose for this house, oh God. For the body of Christ in this region, oh God. We say come forth now in the name of Jesus. Father, we open up our hearts to receive it and to take it by faith in Jesus' name. Thank you, Father. Your kingdom be manifest in this region. In this state, in this nation, in the earth, oh God, your kingdom be manifest as it is in heaven, oh God. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. We thank you for it, Father. Thank you, Lord. We're expecting it. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. Be glorified. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name. Thank you, Father. Hallelujah. Yeah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. I've been standing there this morning. Thank you, Father. You were wrestling with something. A good thing. This is a good thing. Thank you, Jesus. You know, I was at a point where I had to make a decision this morning. I'm not bragging on my great spirituality or making decisions. I promise you that. But I was convicted. I knew that I was on a dead end street. Thank you, Jesus. And I could choose. If going down that dead end street to a dead end, if I make a decision, I, I, I can do something about this. Now, I won't get into it, but I was, by the grace of God, I was able, Pastor, to, to make a decision that set me free. Amen. It, it simply set me free. Yes. I said, God, I want to make more of those. To make those hard decisions that my flesh does not want to make. But I knew that I needed to. Again, I knew I was on that dead in the street. It wasn't going to end well if I stayed on that street, but I had a choice. I had, we, we have choices every day. See, Amen. God gives us this opportunity to be led by the Spirit of God, Romans 8 14, and make those hard decisions and be set free and go on rejoicing. Glory to God. I, I felt led, Pastor, if it's okay with you, to take a moment. And invite everybody to get out of your chair and go hug on somebody and tell them you love them. Amen. And you're so glad you're here today at Passion Amen. Church. Amen. I want this church to be known as the church of love. Yes. It's not a shame to reach out Amen. and say, speak those words, I love you. And Amen. I'm so glad to see you today. Amen. Good job, y'all. Hallelujah to Jesus. Always.
Well, welcome to Passion Church. This is a day. Yeah. <laughs> Love you. You know, Jesus said there was one thing that would mark his people. He said, by this shall all men know that you're my disciples. Because you shout loud. Because you lift your hands. Because you pray for the sick. No, he said, because you, the love you have for one another. Isn't that it? That's what it is. You know, all these other wonderful things, and they are wonderful. But I'm telling you, the Apostle Paul got it right when he said, this is the best way. Love. Isn't that right? God's love, which is unconditional. That's what we all need is unconditional love. But I want to welcome you to Passion Church. I'm Pastor Norris, lead pastor here. We're so glad that you're here this morning. You know, I, I just want to encourage you. You know, this thought came to me while we were worshiping. You know, if you need God to do something in your life, you know what? If you will do one simple thing, you can initiate the working of God in your life. The Bible says, whoever calls on the name of the Lord. Now, you know, the rest of that says we'll be saved. But that word saved, sometimes we get a narrow meaning of that. Thinking that it just means, okay, my sins are forgiven. And, and you know, and now I'm, I'm born again. I'm a child of God. Well, it does mean that. And that's a wonderful thing, of course. But it's talking about the whole spectrum of our life. So if there's an area in your life where you have a need, you know what? You can begin the, the answer can begin to happen in your life today. And it's very simple. Call on the name of the Lord Jesus. It's just that simple. It's not complicated. I'm so glad God didn't make it super complicated for you know people like me. So I even somebody like me can get it. I'm so happy. And I don't encourage you. Just all you gotta do. You don't have to you don't have to know all the ins and outs. Well I don't know how to pray. You know, there's no formula of prayer. It's a heart that longs for God, crying out to God, that's prayer. That's prayer. So that's how it begins today. But I want to welcome you, and we're so glad that you're here today, and that we believe that God's going to do something wonderful in your life. I want to read something. We're going to honor God with our, our tithes and offerings. I want to read this to you. God is speaking here. He said, bring the whole tithe into the storehouse, that there may be food in my house, Test me in this. Wow. God says, test me. Prove me. Put him to the test. Wow. Anybody ever put God to the test with tithing? I have. If I will see if I will not throw open the floodgates of heaven and pour out so much blessing that you will not have room enough to receive it. You know, if you haven't got room enough to receive it, then that means that there's going to be overflow in your life. Isn't that right? And God wants us, I believe this with all my heart, He wants us to live out of the overflow. Overflow of love, overflow of grace, overflow of mercy, overflow of faith, overflow of health, overflow of finances. That God is a God of abundance, isn't He? When Jesus went to the cross... It wasn't just enough to save a hundred people. 
It wasn't just enough to save a thousand people. But the Bible says that it was enough to take care of everybody who has ever lived and whoever will live to take care of all of their salvation needs. Wow, that's, that's abundance. That's overflow, isn't it? And God wants you and I to learn to live out of the overflow, not in the just barely enough. Now, that might be where we start, the barely enough. That's where I started. You know, somebody talks about, you know, uh, uh, you know starting from scratch. I had to get to the point where I had, could get to there. You know what I'm talking about? You, you guys been coming here. You know my story, man. I, I grew up, you know, until I was in the seventh grade, we didn't have a bath. We had a path. Come on. Man, I'm telling you, you know, poor folks thought we were in dire shape. So I know what it means. But you know what? I'm giving you one of the secrets. It's not the only secret, but this is one of the secrets of how you can begin to move from just barely enough and getting by and to begin to move into that place where God wants us to be in overflow. And he says, see if I will not throw open the floodgates of heaven and pour out so much blessing, there's not room enough to receive it. Wow, wouldn't that be great? Not room enough to receive it. Man, God speaks to us about a project, uh, an outreach here in our community or, or something overseas somewhere. And, you know, and we said, man, it's going to take $100,000. And, you know, and everybody starts fighting over who's going to get to give it. Does that sound strange to you? Out of the overflow. Now notice he says here. He says, uh, he goes on to say in verse 13, he says, But you have said harsh things against me, says the Lord. You ask, what have we said against you? You have said, it's futile to serve the Lord God. Ooh, folks. We need to get our giving and our mouth in agreement with what God said you know I've met people don't misunderstand me they were good people they loved God I'm, I'm not I'm not trying to be critical of them personally but I you know I would hear their words when you try to help them in an area maybe it's this financial giving or it's another area of, of forgiving and letting go of somebody that's hurt them and yet you can hear in their voice even though they, they might agree with me that they need to do it but yet you can hear in their words they're not letting go of it. See, you can, you can give an offering, but still, in, from your heart, you can speak words of lack. Because that's how you see your life. It's, you know, I don't have enough. I'm barely getting by. Well, you need to change. He said, change the words that you're speaking. You know, I've found that when I will... The words that we speak can help me, what? Renew my mind, change my thinking. See, a lot of people want to wait till their thinking's changed and then they're going to say something. Listen, you're never going to do it. You've got to start saying something even though it's opposite of what you're thinking. I'm trying to help you. And so, you know, you, you give this morning, you give up your tithes, your offerings, whatever you're giving to God this morning. Let your words declare that God is a God of abundance in my life. Even though it doesn't look that way. 
And he said, you have said it is futile to serve God. What did we gain by carrying out his requirements and going about like mourners before the Lord? But now we call the arrogant blessed. Certainly the evildoers prosper, and even those who challenge God escape. Listen, don't let a temporary thing determine your faith. It may look like the people who are not serving God, it may look like they're prospering for the moment. It may look like everything's going good in their life. But I'm telling you what, it's not over yet. I said, it's not over yet. He said, then those who feared the Lord. I know we got some God-fearers in here, don't we? Talked with each other. And the Lord listened and heard. Wow, He's listening to what you say. Not just when you say those prayers in Elizabethan English. He's listening to your words just in plain old Alabama talk. Amen? You know, God understands southern drawl. Just as good as anything. Amen. (laughs) And when we're speaking those words in our home, God's hearing them. When we're speaking those words to our spouse, to our kids, says God's listening to those. Wow. I said, wow. And a scroll of remembrance was was written in His presence concerning those who feared the Lord and honored His name. They will be mine, says the Lord Almighty. In the day when I make up my treasured possession, I will spare them and as, as, just as in compassion a man spares his son. And you will again see, listen to this church, the distinction between the righteous and the wicked. Between those who serve God and those who do not. I want to tell you, there is a distinction. There is a distinction. Am I saying that, that tragedy won't come because you're a believer? Of course not. Jesus said, in the world you will have tribulation. But don't be afraid. He said, because I'm with you. And there will be a distinction. There's a distinction when we go through the trial. There's a distinction in the way we come out of the trial. There's a distinction as we honor and serve God that will be apparent in the process of time. So you be encouraged. And as you're giving this morning, listen. You see the windows of heaven opened over your life. See that. Begin to say that. Even when you don't feel like it. Listen, I've told you before. Feelings are like uh, South Florida weather. I lived in Florida for a while. I know Dr. V, you lived in Florida for a while. And there used to be a saying, you know, if you don't like the weather, just wait a little bit. It's going to change. That's the way feelings are. You know? That's why we can't be moved by them. But God says, you declare over your life that God is a God of abundance. Listen, God wants to do big things through Passion Church. Some of that is going to take money. And that money is going to come through you. You ought to get excited about that. Amen? Because it's... See, God don't want all your money that you've got to pay your bills and put food on the table. He wants to bless you so that you can give out of abundance and you don't even miss feeding or eating a meal or paying your bills. That's where God wants to bring us to. Father, thank you this morning for the generosity of your people. We just thank you so much for it. Father, I thank you that there will be a a change in what we say and the way we see one another in our finances and you working in our life. 
I want to say welcome to all of you. Maybe you're here for the first time. This is your first time to worship with us. As the ushers come and pass out the envelopes, they're also going to have a red and white card. Maybe you've already got one. Uh, it'll take just a couple of minutes. Fill that out and put it in the bucket in a moment or hand it to an usher on your way out. We'll have a record of your, your giving and, I mean, of your visit. And also, too, I'd like to reach out to you maybe if you put your, your email address on there or some way to contact you. I'd like to catch up with you. Maybe we could have a cup of coffee, get to know each other. And I uh, just want to say thank you for worshiping with us at Passion Church. Okay, guys. Thank you guys. Give my hand. Andre and the worship team are doing a wonderful, wonderful job. Amen. We love you guys. Brian, all, everybody. Thank you. Well, all this month we've been teaching a series that I entitled Welcome Home. You know, we want to put out the welcome mat at Passion Church. Are you understand what I mean by that? In other words, we want to welcome everyone that God sends our way. And not only that, but we want to go out and get them. Isn't that right? We're going to put out the welcome mat here. So our, our series has been titled Welcome Home. The first week we talked about opening our hearts. Opening our hearts. That's where it begins. We have to open our hearts and begin to see people as God sees them. Remember, Jesus said about Jesus, he said he saw the people, the crowds, the multitudes, he saw them like sheep, as sheep without a shepherd. Or we could say this, sheep that needed to find the shepherd. And we talked about that he is the good shepherd. 
And he is sent to seek and to save, he said, those which were lost. You know who we're after here at Passion Church? Those who are lost. And you know, and there's plenty of lost people around, isn't there? It's an amazing thing. No matter how many get saved, there always seems to be plenty more people that need to know the Lord. And you know, and that's where you and I come in. That's where our privilege comes in. So the first thing was opening our hearts. Then we said we have to extend our hands. We have to be proactive in reaching out to people who are around us. People who may be different from us. Absolutely people who will be different from us. Isn't that true? And we have to, and that takes the love of God. That takes the compassion of God. We all, in the natural, gravitate toward those who are like us, that have our values, that have our background, that have our education, that whatever it might be, things that we connect to and we relate to. And that's fine in its place, but we have to be careful, otherwise we become cliques. And we have no place for someone who's different than us. I want to tell you, one of the, one of the many things that was wonderful about, uh, you know, if you can travel overseas, especially if you're, if you're doing some type of mission work, but just to travel to another culture, it really will open your eyes. The first thing it will do is open your eyes to your own self. How narrow your view of the world is. You know, how provincial at times we can be. And you know what? That can come over to the church, too. We get our church culture. You know, you believe just like I do. You worship just like I do. We agree on every jot and tittle of Scripture, so to speak. <laughs> we're, you know, we're, we're comfortable with that. But, you know, God calls us to get outside our comfort zone, doesn't He? And that's what we talked about extending our, our hands. And today we're going to talk about enlarging our tent. Uh, you know, have you ever had a, a messy or annoying house guest? You know, Thanksgiving's coming up. How many are you going to have family or go to see family? And you know, when some of those family, we only see them like maybe once a year or maybe every other year. You know, they come over to the house for Thanksgiving. And you know, you've got people coming and you know... Everybody's got them in their family. I don't know. It might be you. <laughs> just kidding. Just kidding. <laughs> there was a time when it was me. I was a black sheep in the family. I can tell you that. But you know, you have those. You know, it can really try your patience sometimes, can it? And stretches your love. But you know what? That's good for us, isn't it? How about having somebody in who's of questionable character? You know? cousin so-and-so that just got out of the prison, or uncle so-and-so that's on parole. Oh, I hope the neighbors don't see him drive up. We're going to have the meal at night so they can't see people coming in and out. <laughs> it's not always easy to open our hearts and welcome those who are different from us, is it? It takes the love of God. It takes an, an act of our will. We have to purposely reach out in love. It's not about a feeling because our feelings are all everywhere over the map when it comes to that. Sometimes it can create discomfort, misunderstandings. But you know what? Jesus has called us to embrace those who are the neediest around us and those who are even different from us. Wow. Mm. 
Listen to this. <clears throat> Today we're talking about enlarging our tent. You know, uh, you know, the big thing in our culture now is inclusiveness. You know, you hear that word all the time is inclusiveness. Well, you know, the church and the gospel is the biggest tent and the most inclusive uh, organism in all the world. Because Jesus said, whosoever will, let him come. Boy, that's inclusive, isn't it? It doesn't matter your background, doesn't matter the language you speak, doesn't matter your education, doesn't matter the color of your skin, doesn't matter your sex, your gender, your background, your race, whether you got a lot of hair, little hair, almost no hair, it doesn't matter. <laughs> Listen to this. This is for the Isaiah 54 from the message. Clear lots of ground round for your tents. Clear lots of ground for your tents. Make your tents large, spread out. Think big. Are you listening, Passion Church? Use plenty of rope. Drive the tent pegs deep. You're going to need lots of elbow room for your growing family. Now listen, Passion Church, if we, go, if we try to you know, fish out of the Baptist pond or the Pentecostal pond or some other pond, you know, they're going to come in. You know, we're going to try to bring them in. You know, there's still going to be all kind of cultural problems there because they, they worship a little bit different from us. But that's not who we're after. You know who we're after? We're after those who are lost, who don't know Jesus. There's more of them anyway. So, you know, if I was going fishing, if I'm a good fisherman, and I find out, what's this pond stocked with? Oh, it's, it's stocked with, you know, with, with bass primarily. Well, I'm going to use bait. You know, I want to, I'm, you know, I'm a trout fisherman. I'm going to have, you know, I'm going to get my fly rod out, and I'm going to get my trout, you know, my lure for catching trout, and I'm going to go out here and fish because, I'm, you know, I'm after trout. Well, guess what? You're probably not going to catch much. But if I know, hey, there's bass in here, well, I'm going to get out my spinning reel. I'm going to get out, you know, something, a shiner. I'm going to get out something that's going to be what those bass are going to be looking for and biting for because, you know what? I'm fishing out of this pond, and it's stocked, with it's stocked with bass. And, you know, if we're looking for those who don't know the Lord, but yet we're using Christian bait, How are we going to catch anybody, so to speak? No, listen, we, we don't need to, you know, when we're out there, it's good when we're in here, we all understand, amen, brother and all. You know, we understand that, and that's fine. You know, it's just like, uh, you know, my family, when we're at home and it's my boys around and all, we're, you know, we're, we're having a good time, we're cutting up, and, you know, and it's probably the same way in your family. If you, if you were to just kind of peek in, you'd think, what in the world, those folks are crazy. But that's family. That's okay. We understand that. But when we're wanting to reach out to other people that are different from us, then we need to consciously be aware of that and speak their language. You know, talk like you do when you're on the job. <laughs> you know, you don't say, Thou, wouldst thou bring the copier over thither? <laughs> what? You know, I feel like I'm in a Jane Austen movie. What's going on? <laughs> but the first place we want to, I want to talk about real quickly is giving up judgment. Matthew 7. There are some things that can hinder us from even trying to catch people. 
that are different from us. Giving them the gospel. Reaching out to them. Matthew 7. Listen to this. Jesus said, Do not judge, or you too will be judged. For in the same way you judge others, you're going to be judged. And with the measure you use, it's going to be measured to you. Boy, I'll tell you what. This is why I endeavor always to be forgiving, patient, forbearing, long-suffering with everybody. Because I sure don't want to come under judgment. I don't think I could bear God's scrutiny too good if it was for the purpose of balancing out the scales. I like it much better when God looks at me in mercy, when God looks at me in grace, when God looks at me in Jesus. How about you? Why do you look at the speck of sawdust in your brother's eye and pay no attention to the plank in your own eye? Boy, how can you say to your brother, let me get the speck out of your eye when all the time there's a plank in your own eye? You hypocrite. Ooh. First take the plank out of your own eye, and then you will see clearly to remove the speck from your brother's eye. So I put it like this, you know. If, you, if you're going to exercise judgment, practice on yourself. That's what Jesus was saying, wasn't he? He said, before you feel qualified to take that tiny speck out of somebody else's eye, first practice on getting that big plank out of your eye. Isn't that right? You know, if you turn that same kind of judgment on you that you're using on people out there in the world, you might all of a sudden understand why they're running from you instead of coming to you. Amen? Listen, let's stop classifying people. Let's stop all this prejudice. You know, prejudice means to make up your mind about people before you ever get to know them. Well, I mean, you know, I see somebody, you know, I see that, that young clerk at the checkout counter, and she's got, you know, a couple, <clears throat> couple of piercings and blue hair. I know right away she must be a bad, yeah, I know, man, she, oh, she's probably. <laughs> Why don't you try to get to know her first? You may find out that she's hungry for God, that she has a tender heart. That she's looking for God.
Are you listening? Thank you, brother. It do, all that. L- listen, let's get past all that. That's external anyway. I've lived long enough to see, you know, stuff that was in style go out of style, come back in style, and then go out of style again. Does anybody know what I'm talking about? You know, get all those clothes that you put in storage, you know, for about 10 years ago. They're coming back in style soon. <laughs> Let's, let's give up judgment. That's what Jesus said. And you know, and if we want to, if we feel like we just got to, He said, start practicing on yourself. You know, look and see what needs to be changed in your own life. Maybe it's a heart attitude. We talked about it last week. Remember we said the first things people will see about us is our attitude. It's hard to hide an attitude, isn't it? You can, you can fool people for a while, but sooner or later, if they're around you enough, that attitude's going to come out, good or bad. It's going to come out, isn't it? And that's the first thing people see. And if you've got, uh, you've, you've been around people who are very judgmental like that and all, I mean, as soon as they around you and you pick up on that attitude, what is it you want to do? You want to get away. I do. Or straighten them out. But I know I can't straighten them out, so I usually just get away. So let's just let's give up judging other people. Let's just give it up. Isn't that right? Leave that to God. Because He looks on the heart. And if you get past the externals, you might find a heart that is hungering for God. And that God is wanting to use you to touch their life. It may begin with just showing them some kindness. That they find out that not all Christians are judgmental. Not all Christians are are out to beat them up and condemn them. But there's some of us that really want people to see and experience the love of God for themselves. Amen? Then let's remember this. The level ground of Golgotha. It's level ground around the cross. Are you listening? Look in Romans 3. I know this is real simple, but you know what? That's how I am. I'm real simple. Listen to this, Romans 3. I found out the simpler it is, the less likely it is to misunderstand. Listen to this. I've heard this probably most of your life. Romans 3. We're going to pick it up with verse 23. Listen to this. Now, listen. For all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. Listen. We're talking about a level playing field. Listen, all humanity is created in God's image. Are you listening? They're all created in God's image. Indian, Chinese, African, Hispanic, Caucasian, European. Doesn't matter. Native American, just going down to All created in God's image. Isn't that right? Well, see, we're talking about the level playing field. Then he says, all those were in Adam, and because of that, he said, all have sinned. So, how many is all? You know what this word all is in the Greek? You sharp. (laughs) It's all. 
Every one of us. Every one of us. So who are we who have received the free gift of salvation to point the finger at someone who has not yet? Or maybe who hasn't even had the opportunity to yet? We're talking about at the foot of the cross. It's, it's a level playing ground. Amen? We're all, in, spiritually speaking, we're all the same height. We're all the same color. We're all made in the image of God. And we all need God's grace. He said, all have sinned and come short of God's righteousness. But notice he said, he said, in Christ Jesus, to all who believe, God's righteousness will come, for there is no difference. Did you know when God sees you, as wonderful as you are, and God sees somebody with green hair, 20 tattoos, 40 body piercings. I'm saying that because, see, we, we, we look at those extremes and we think, oh man, I mean, you know, or whatever it might be. We look and we say, okay, there's a distinction. No, there's not. I said, no, there's not. See, I look at some people and say, well, they're tall, I'm short, so there's a distinction, but it's not a distinction that matters. And a lot of the things that separate us, that keep us from reaching out to people who don't know the Lord yet, it's things that really don't matter. They're all eternals. Thank you for your enthusiasm. Look in Romans, you're right there, Romans 5. One. Listen, therefore, since we have been justified through faith. We're justified how? Through faith. Not because we got all our ducks in a row. Man, I don't know about you, but by the time I get the first three or four in the front of the line together, the last three or four are out of whack. And then when I get them in line, the other, th- I feel like a, you know, a guy that, you know, that's spinning plates. <laughs> we got this one going, got that one going, got to keep them going. No, he said, it's not about our works. He said, we're justified through faith. Isn't that right? And when it doesn't matter if you're justified and you're old or you're young, you're justified. It doesn't matter if you've lived a, what we would call, humanly speaking, a good life or a bad life. It doesn't matter. You're justified. God's grace is sufficient. So we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. That's what we want to do, folks. Listen, we're talking about enlarging our tent. How will we enlarge our tent? How will we do that? When we open our hearts, extend our hands, and see people as God sees them. You know, and really, it sets us free. I'm so glad that I don't have to pick and choose whom God will love and whom God doesn't love. And I haven't got to figure out who to give this message to or not. I just give it to everybody I see. Just give it to everybody. Everybody is welcome. God, God loves everybody. Wow. I remember some years ago, I grew, I grew up out in the country, as most of you know. And uh, it, it really is property that my, at one time where my mom grew up, my, my granddad owned it. But in the process of time, somebody else owned it. But they had, uh, they had a little pond and it got overstocked. And there were so many uh, small fish and brim and everything in there that you could actually throw something in there, just a hook in there without bait and catch something. Wow. 
You know what? God has set this thing up for us, for you and I, that if we will just put the hook in the water. What's that hook? The love of God. God loves you. Wow. I know this is, this is not deep, is it? Actually, it is. Because Paul said, if you can grasp the love of God, he said, it surpasses knowledge. Wow. It's deep. Just, just put your hook in the water. God's got it all. He's got it set up already. The people He brings by your path during the week, it's a setup. I said, it's a setup. <laughs> Who was that? I think it was maybe Chris, it was you saying that some kind of fish would jump in your boat. Was that you or somebody? I forget. The other day, maybe it was somebody else that was at your dad's funeral was talking about us. But there was a certain kind of He said, you could just drive your boat down and it was a certain kind of fish that just jump in your boat. I don't know if that's true or not, but that sounds like a fish store, doesn't it? <laughs> but listen, what I'm sharing with you is not a fish story. It's, it's a setup. Those people that God brings across your path, it's a setup. Just, you know, just give them the love of God. Tell them about Jesus. You don't have to get all deep and theological, and, you know, change the timber of your voice. <laughs> don't, don't get all religious with people. Just be real. Just be real. God wants to use you. Isn't that what He said? He said, he said if you follow after Me, He said, I'm going to make you fishers of men. That's really what God's called us to do. You want to boil it down? Follow Him and be fishers of men. Follow Him and He said, I'll make you a fisher of men. Because you know what? I know this. If we follow Jesus, He's going to lead us right up to people that need Him. Where did Jesus go? He was in the synagogues at times, but that wasn't where his majority of time was spent, was it? He was out in the highways. He was out in the byways. He was out in the marketplaces. He was out where people were hurting. And you know what? As you go, you don't, listen, I'm not talking about, you don't have to do anything extraordinary as you're going about your everyday life. You know who all is going to be around you? People who need to know about Jesus. It's not some extraordinary thing. It's just God, open our eyes, enlarge our heart, because we want to enlarge our tent at Passion Church. Listen, listen, I want people who are different from us can come in here, young, old, in between, tattoos, green hair, yellow hair, no hair, long hair. I, none of that should matter to us. You know, the people that Jesus died for. And I believe this, if we will open our heart, God will find a way to bring them across our path. I believe that. Level ground. Then, putting out the welcome mat. Turn over real quickly. My time's running out here. I've got just a few more minutes. Luke 7. Putting out the welcome mat here at Passion of love, acceptance, and forgiveness. I mean, if you boil it down, isn't that the message of the cross? Isn't that the message of the gospel? For God so loved, He gave His only Son. It's love, it's acceptance, isn't there? I'm so glad that there's acceptance in the family of God, in the, the kingdom of God, 
And here at Passion Church, acceptance. God accepts people. You know, people are looking for acceptance. God made man to be in family, to be a social creature. Are you listening? God made Adam. He looked at Adam. What was one of the first things he said? It's not good. Out of all God's creation, you can go and read it there in the first two, three chapters of Genesis. When God created the heavens, He said it was good. When God created the ocean and the dry land, He said it was good. He went on down the line. And everything He created, He looked at it, and God said it was good up until He looked at Adam and He said, not good. He said, it's not good for man to be alone. God made us to be social creatures. He made us to be in family. And I believe that the, the yearning of every human being because they're made in the image of God is for that love, acceptance, and forgiveness that brings us back into relationship with God first, but also with God's family. To be a place where we, we belong, where we're not perfect yet, where I don't have all my ducks in a row yet, where I haven't got it all figured out yet. But you know what? I love God. I believe on Jesus. And I'm willing to walk this thing through called the Christian life with my brothers and sisters. And together, by God's grace, we're going to get there. Amen? I know this is real complicated theology, isn't it? Luke 7. Let's begin at verse 36. Now one of the Pharisees invited Jesus to have dinner with him. So he went to the Pharisee's house and reclined at a table. When a woman who had lived a sinful life in that town learned that Jesus was eating at the Pharisee's house, she brought an alabaster jar of perfume, and as she stood behind him at his feet weeping, she began to wet his feet. Now think about this. Simon the Pharisee, as a Pharisee, he was affluent. He was educated. So here he was, he had invited Jesus. I mean, Jesus was the it guy in his day. I mean, he was, uh, you know, what we would say in popular culture, he was, you know, the thing. Everybody wanted to get near Jesus. Everybody wanted to be near Jesus for all kinds of different motives. So Simon has invited this man Jesus, this miracle worker, this one that everybody's talking about, this one that wherever he goes, thousands of people are following him, and there's a buzz around Jesus wherever he goes. So Simon says, I'm going to have this guy come to my house. I'm going to throw a party. Boy, it'll be a party of the season. And everything's going wonderfully till all of a sudden there is a party crasher. Can you put about it this way? You're getting ready for Thanksgiving. You're getting ready to invite family over. Can you imagine that you're there and maybe you've got a large gathering at your home and everything and people, are, you know, just before we sit down, they're coming, they're talking. Maybe they're having coffee or whatever you serve, at, you know, at the, before the meal and everything. And you look across the room and here's this homeless person. I mean, his clothes are dirty. I mean, he's got one eye shut for somebody beat him up the night before. He smells. And you're thinking to yourself, who in the world is this guy? Listen, this is a, I'm trying to make this real to you. We read things in the Bible. Oh, yeah, it was a nice Bible story. No, this really happened. 
Simon the Pharisee threw this great party. All the movers and shakers of his community were there. All the people, you know, what we would call nowadays, all the beautiful people were there. And here comes this woman, if you read between the lines, as she was really a prostitute. And she comes in and begins to crash the party. And not only that, she makes a beeline for Jesus. Guess who everybody's looking at at that party? Jesus. And she's down there, and all of a sudden she starts crying, and the tears are falling on Jesus' feet. And then this woman, I mean, talk about a crazy woman. Get the ushers. She lets her hair down and begins to wash his feet with her hair. I don't know about you, but where I come from, we don't do that. (laughs) Not at my Thanksgiving gathering. Maybe you do, I don't know. I'm, I'm trying to paint a picture to make it real to you. And so, you know, everybody's feeling uncomfortable. Nobody knows exactly what to do or to say. What do we do with the? I mean, you know, what do we do here? And so the Pharisee who had invited him, you know, said within himself, this man were a prophet, he would know who is touching him and what kind of woman she is, that she is a sinner. In other words, Simon is thinking, why doesn't Jesus tell this woman to get away from him and get out of here? That was the response the Pharisee could have understood. If Jesus had just said, don't be touching me, woman. You're a big old sinner. I know what you do. You get out of here. That's what they were expecting him to say. But Jesus said, Simon, I have something to tell you. Two men owed money to a certain money lender. One owed him 500 denarii, the other 50. Neither of them had the money to pay him back, so he canceled the debt of both. Now, which of them will love him the more? Simon replied, I suppose the one who had the bigger debt canceled. Jesus said, you judge correctly. He turned to the woman and said to Simon, Do you see this woman? I came into your house. You did not give me any water for my feet, which was customary. See, you know, in those days when a guest came to your house, one of the first things you did was you had their feet washed. It was a sign of respect It was a sign that they were honored, and it was a sign that they were valued. Simon did none of that. He had Jesus come because he was the latest thing. But he didn't have the respect. He didn't have the... That's what... See, I'm reading that, but that's that's in here if you understand the culture of that day. So I want to help you out just a little bit there. He said, you didn't give me any water for my feet, but she wet my feet with her tears and wiped them with her hair. You did not give me a kiss. That was customary too. But this woman from the time I entered has not stopped kissing my feet. Talk about humility. You know, when I was growing up, some of you young folks may not understand this saying, but, you know, when we really wanted to kind of put somebody down, we said, well, just kiss my foot. If you've ever ever been in a, a locker room when people took their tennis shoes off, you know what that means. That was not pleasant. Well, see, Jesus had been walking all day long. He'd been walking in the dust. How many of you know what the mode of travel was in Jesus' day besides walking? But what else? Donkeys? Romans were there, horses, maybe some camels. We were, we were at Shakespeare last night, and they had just 
two horses pulling carriages. And you know what you had to look out for, don't you? I'm trying to be nice. Listen, don't you know? See, we, we want to sterilize all this, but Jesus was out walking in the dust and some of that stuff that was mixed in. That was one of the reasons they had a custom. Wash your feet. Well, this woman comes in and she's kissing those feet that had been walking through that mess all day. You talk about humility. What if we humbled ourselves like this woman did in reaching out to the lost around us? They may have a smell we don't like. I don't mean literally, but in other ways. But can we humble ourselves the way this woman did? Remember we read last week, Jesus said, Inasmuch as you've done it unto the least of these, you've done it to me. Real quickly here, I've got to close. He said, You did not put oil on my head, but she's poured perfume on my feet. Therefore, I tell you, her many sins have been forgiven, for she loved much. She loved much. You know, we're talking about enlarging our tent. We're talking about welcoming home those around us. You know, I, I want Passion Church to be known as a place where everyone is welcome. We don't care about your background. We don't care where you come from because we believe that Jesus is the answer for them just as He was the answer for us. Like I jokingly say sometimes, maybe there's some of you, you know, you feel like you did God a favor, you know, when you, when you received Jesus. I'm telling you what, he, he, he didn't get anything special when He got me. It sure wasn't any favor. And knowing what He did for me, how can I say to anyone, you know, that, you know, you're not welcome? They're welcome. They're welcome. Jesus stands with open arms and He says, you're welcome. Let me give you a couple of action points and then I'm going to pray. First of all, let's do a self-assessment. And the self-assessment that we ask in our own private hearts, do I judge others? People who are different from me, am I quick, too quick to pass judgment? to pass them by thinking because they're different from me that God doesn't love them or they won't be interested in hearing about the love of God. Secondly, allow the Holy Spirit to reveal any prejudicial attitudes that may hinder God's love in your life. Come on. It, it, I mean, there's so many categories I couldn't name them all. But you know what? I've had to have God do that for me. Well, you know, I you know, I don't relate to this person. I don't relate to that person. I don't relate to this background. I don't relate to that background. But I've had to say, God, you do. The love of God can relate to anybody. The love of God can relate to anybody. And see, remember, Jesus wasn't afraid that when He got around sinners that it was going to soil his righteousness, or His character. I know that you are holy in Christ. 
but you're not going to be dirtied when you reach out in love to those who are lost, to those who are different. So reach out to someone this week, even if they're very different from you. Even if they're very different. Listen, I don't mean, go, you don't have to go out of your way. God's going to bring people across your path. Just tell them God loves them. Just want you to know God loves you. Plant a seed. I'm telling you what, you'll be surprised that what that will spark in the person who's been looking for God. They might not have known they were looking for God, but that's what they were looking for. And listen, invite anybody you see and let them know you're welcome at Passion Church. At our church, you're welcome. Oh, but I don't have the right clothes to care. Do I? We don't care. Yeah, but, you know, probably people are going to freak out when they see my tattoos. Well, let them freak out. Do them good. Come on. You might need to freak out. Come on. The Bible says God died for the ungodly. He didn't say He died for the Christian. He died for the ungodly. So who we want to fill this place up with? The ungodly. Praise God. Would you bow your heads? I want to pray. Father, this morning, Lord, I pray for all of us here at Passion Church, Lord, that we would enlarge our tent. Let it begin with our own heart, our own attitudes, and our own understanding. Lord, let us remember how much we've been forgiven. And that You said freely we've received, freely we are to give. Lord, that's all You've asked of us, to just give Your love away. Just give away the love of God. Give it away generously, extravagantly. Give it away abundantly to everyone we see by attitude, by action, as well as by words. God, enlarge our hearts at Passion Church that we may put out the welcome mat of the Gospel, the welcome mat of love, acceptance, and forgiveness that people will know that there is hope. There is a new day and a new beginning. There is a place where they can be forgiven and their lives can be made whole. Oh God, I pray that it may be so here at Passion Church. While your heads are bowed, just before I let you go, if you're here this morning and you say, Pastor Norris, I, want my, I need to get my life right with God. It's, 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 my life's not where it needs to be. I need God to, to, to forgive me of some things. I need God to work in my life. I'm not where I needed to be, but today, today, I'm calling on Jesus and saying, Jesus said it right. Maybe you're already a believer, but there's some things in your life. To say, I just, I want Jesus to work in my life. I want to put some things behind me. And I'm just calling, just like you said, Pastor Norris, very simply, I'm calling on Jesus to do something new in my life, to forgive me. If that's you, I just want to pray for you real quickly before we dismiss, if you just put your hand up and just back down, I'll know I'm praying for you. 
I'm not going to ask you to say or to do anything. I'm looking across. Give it just one more moment. Don't see any hands. Don't see any hands. Amen. Praise God. Well, thank you. Brother Walt's going to come. Pastor Walt's going to come. He's got some announcements. Then he's going to dismiss you in prayer. Well, praise God. Good evening, everybody. So good to be here this morning with the Passion Church family. We got a few announcements, and then we're going to go ahead and dismiss and let you go. First one is women's meeting, and you ladies might want to write this down. They got this written down here like, it's, like I'm part of this. It's ladies, join us. But uh, I'm going to read this for the ladies. Ladies are going to be getting together Sunday evening, December 3rd, and that's from 5 to 7 p.m. right here at Goodwin Hall. It's going to be upstairs in room 204. And uh, what there's going to be light refreshments. And what they're asking is for each lady to bring no less than $2, but no more than 10 bucks, a dirty Santa's gift. I, think, I guess they're going to have a lot of fellowship. So, but anyway, uh, it's going to be a lot of fun. Women always have a lot of fun when they get together. A lot of talking going on. So, <laughs> you know, you guys do it right. <laughs> you know, so, so anyway, but this is a great opportunity for you to bring someone that you know that don't know God. You know, this, these, these settings, I mean, you can't, you can't uh, redo them, you know, but you get them in a setting like this with all you women in here that's part of this church, they got to know God after they leave. So anyway, invite somebody that you know that don't know God or a family member, somebody that don't fellowship that you know that this will be a great time for. You know, just, just do that. That's, this, would be, this was a great time to do that. Children's Choir. Uh, our Christmas concert would be on Sunday, December 17th at 6 p.m., and that's going to be right here. Now, the kids, they're, pr they're practicing from 10 to 11 o'clock every Sunday morning. They're going to do a great job. Kids always do a great job. But anyway, it's going to be also in room 204 upstairs on that Sunday. That's December 17th. Now, uh, we'll, uh, let's say we'll add, the, and they want me to say this because some of you kids, off, off the hours of this time, you, you need to know, from 4 to 6 p.m., they're going to be rehearsing on Sunday evenings as the time get closer to this concert. So just be aware and help participate to bring the kids up. The time will be determined for that. Time will be determined, and I guess you'll be getting more announcements on that. But anyway, that's Tatiana Webb. She's part of the ones, uh, she's one of the ladies that's heading this up, so you want to see her with any questions that you may have on this. Also, Aida Harris, praise God. And, and pray for Aida Harris. She just lost her son. And uh, we're going to be praying for her together in just a few minutes. But she's also part of the group that's heading this up for the kids. So anyway, if you've got any questions about what's happening with the children's choir uh, for the uh, uh, concert, talk with these ladies. They'll take care of you. Guest reception. Listen, if you knew the Passion Church, welcome. You know, we need to know God. We, you know, Pastor Norris was talking about enlarging your camp, enlarging your tent, welcoming home. I'm going to tell you, boy, God, if he loved me enough to bring me in and allow me to come in, he can bring in anybody. I mean, I was, I, I want to just tell you, I was a piece of work. <laughs> Teresa will tell you that. But, uh, but listen, if you made, if you answered the call, you know, and if you're a guest here and, you, you know, we, we thank you for coming. We got a gift, I guess some gifts out here on the table. But if you made Jesus Christ the Lord of your life today, you know, we... Welcome to the family of God. Welcome. And if you need prayer for anything, 
There'll be prayer partners down here. We'll be down here at the stage to pray with you about anything that you might have or anything, any questions that you might have about Passion Church, who we are, where we're going. Pastor Norris, Sandy will be down. We can answer any questions that you might have. So be, you know, feel free to come down and ask us if you're new. But we need to grow. Amen. Amen. So in the greatest light that we can, we can do for God is share this light with people that don't know Jesus. What a great time. He was talking about welcoming Welcoming home, enlarging your tent. Listen, this is the greatest week that we can do this, Thanksgiving week. This is a great time. This is the greatest time of the season for me because this is when my son come in and his wife. First, I see them once, once a year. But this is where my, all my family come together, man, and, we, and I just, uh, you can't take this away from me. You know, but this is a time when we get around family members that don't know Christ. And it's a time that you've got all kind of stuff going on, and it's a great opportunity to share your light. And to show them Jesus. They might not see Jesus no other way. Listen, I just buried a brother a few weeks ago. Some of you probably buried family members just like I did and nobody know about it. But they were here last Thanksgiving and they won't be here this Thanksgiving. But that was family, my brother. There is opportunities that we have to be a light to our family that we, we, we pass. We, we allow it to go past us and we don't share Jesus or share uh, Christ the way we, sh we can share it with them, where they can understand it. Because you know what? They know you. They know what you were all about before you knew Christ. This is the opportunity for us to really lay it out there and let them see the love of God and bring them in during this Thanksgiving time. This is a great time, you know, to be a witness and an evangelist for Jesus Christ. So I just, uh, listen, I'm telling you, I encourage you to go out and do that this time. This week, this is going to be a great week. My week starts Tuesday. My son and his wife come in Tuesday. And I love it. <laughs> so, praise God. Well, anyway, I'm, that's enough about me. I'm going to go ahead and pray so you guys can go home and be with your families. But, uh, but God's been good to me, and I, I want to tell people about it. You know, great, you, know, you might not be a preacher. You might not uh, read the Bible all the time. But you know what? If God has saved you, you've got a testimony. <laughs> you can tell people what Jesus did for you, and they'll listen. And that will help draw them in. Amen? Well, praise God. Father, we thank you for today. We thank you, God, that we are enlarging our tent Lord, we're welcoming home those that we, we know, those that we don't know, but we want to be light for you. We want to be light for you, to draw people in so that they will know what we know. Lord, we want them saved, born again, serving you, doing the same thing that we should be doing every single day. During this week, Lord God, let this be our way of saying thank you for saving us. Even though it's Thanksgiving, we want to be able to say thank you in every special way for what you have done in our lives. And we ask, Lord God, that you bless every family that's represented here at Passion Church, that we go out and represent you in every single way. We lift up the, I, the Harris family right now for that loss. We thank you, God, that you are ministering to that family, giving them a peace that passes every understanding of what happened, why it happened. Doesn't matter, Lord God, but give them an opportunity to draw each other in, love on each other 
each other, Lord God, and that you, Lord God, will be the head, Lord God, of everything that happens over this family's life. From this moment forward, we thank you for Aida, for her service and what she's doing in this community. We thank you for her family. Draw them together, Lord God. Let there be light shining, Lord God, as it's never shined before on that family. I thank you for them, Father, in Jesus' name. Now, Father, we're all in agreement that you will work on us as we work on those around us during this week. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Thanks for listening to today's podcast. We hope you've enjoyed it and pray that you are blessed by God's word. For more information about Passion Church, visit www.mypassion.church.